welcome back to another episode of Spanish Answers with me, your hostess, Sarah. Anyways, today I thought we would talk a little bit about Spanish contractions, more along the familiar kinds, but next week I hope to get into the not-so-familiar kinds. So let's go ahead and get started. Vamanos! Alright, so let's go ahead and start with the most common contractions, mainly the article L. Now remember, this is only for L as in the masculine the, not L with an accent mark, which is he. So let's start with AL. AL. A plus EL is always combined into AL. So it goes, Yo fui a el parque. That would become, Yo fui al parque. I went to the park. Ellos fueron al gimnasio. They went to the gym. El visitó al doctor. He visited the doctor. Now, that sentence is an example of the personal A, which we're going to cover in a later podcast. We don't really have a personal A in English. There's, there's not really anything we have that can translate into that. So I'd like to dedicate an entire episode to talking about the personal A, because it is a bit confusing for a native English speaker. Now, the final sentence for al is, Ella traduce el libro al griego. She translated the book into Greek. Now, al turning into al, I hope you can see through these example sentences that there is really a myriad way of ways that al could be translated in English. So it can be you're going to the, or it can be into the, or it can be the personal a. Sometimes it can even be at the. It just depends on the context and the specific meaning in Spanish. It, there's just way too many, in all honesty, um, way too many different meanings to really cover them in this podcast episode. I'm not even positive it would be possible in one podcast episode. If you ever go to wordreference.com, which is personally one of my favorite dictionary sites for English and Spanish, the if you just type in A, the list it gives you is really, really impressive. So let's go ahead and go on to day L, which is of the, or it can also talk about the possessive or that someone owns something or something belongs to someone. So we'll have a few examples of that in there too. But de, de, and el, el, those combine into del. So yo salí de el supermercado. Yo salí del supermercado. So de el becomes del. Yo salí del supermercado. I left the supermarket. Ese es el gato del maestro. That's the teacher's cat. Or if you want to be really literal, that is the cat of the teacher. But again, that doesn't sound nearly as natural. So that's the teacher's cat. Ese es el gato del maestro. La puerta del edificio es azul. The door of the building is blue. Lo tradujo del español al francés. She translated it from Spanish into French. And... The, this sentence is actually a really good example of both contractions because we have del and we have al. Lo tradujo del español al francés. Now, just a few warnings with these, with both al and del. You never combine a and l if you're talking about l as in he with that accent mark or if l is part of the name for a country or city. So, for example, a él no le gustan los perros. He doesn't like dogs. In this case, it's important to keep a and l separate. You want to keep them as distinct words because a l is again that personal a, so it's important for Spanish from a grammatical point. 
But also, if you have a l and you're talking about he, it's another way to differentiate that you are talking about he as a person rather than the the word the, the masculine the. Because again, when you're speaking, l and l, accent mark and no accent mark, sound exactly the same. So it helps to give it a little bit of a verbal cue to the listener as well as what you're talking about. Then you've got vamos a El Salvador. We go to El Salvador. So again, it's important when you're talking about names of countries or cities that you keep them separate to help clarify that you are talking about the name and that this is the entire name, El Salvador. Now these rules apply just as equally to del. So de plus el, again, you're not going to combine them if you're using L as in he, or you're talking about the name of a country or city. So, este es el perro de él. This is his dog. Or again, if you want a literal translation, this is the dog of him. So, this is his dog. Este es el perro de él. Salimos de El Salvador. We leave from El Salvador. Now, another common contraction that you'll see a lot is con. So this is the preposition that means with. So con plus the prepositional pronoun, so with plus someone. For example, with me is con plus mi, which is conmigo. So con y mi, conmigo. With you, con plus ti or con y ti is contigo. With him or with her is con plus ti, and that's consigo. Now, Consigo is an interesting contraction. I didn't know a lot about it, truth be told, before I did the research for this podcast. I knew about conmigo and contigo because you see those all the time. But consigo is used much less frequently. And the reason is that it's only used in the reflexive sense. So we'll get to that in a minute. But just keep in the back of your head that consigo is not used the same way as conmigo or contigo. Now you're probably asking yourself, well, if there's a with me and a with you and even a type of with him or her, what about nosotros or them, ellos, ellas, or maybe even ustedes or vosotros? Well, you would say con ustedes or con vosotros or con ellos, con ellas, or con nosotros, but there's not really a contraction. Well, okay, let me take that back. You can use consigo with them or with usted or even with ustedes but it's going to be a very specific when you can use that from what i read it seems that it's more of a if you don't need to differentiate between the subject of the sentence and then the object of the sentence so just a quick grammar grammar reminder the subject and the object so if you are the subject you are what the sentence is talking about right like i he she if you are the object, then you are the one who is having the action of the sentence done to you. So, I talk to her. Um, I is the subject, talked is the verb, and her is the object. You are talking to her. So, if you have to differentiate between subject and object when you're talking with consigo, it's going to be more likely that you should use con usted just to make sure that everything's clear and the listener understands what you're talking about. With that being said, Again, consigo, even with ustedes, usted, all of that, it's not used a whole bunch. It's only used as in the reflexive. So uh, with the others though, with nosotros, us, with us, con nosotros, and vosotros, con vosotros, with you, 
or as I like to say, with y'all, they don't have a contraction, but interestingly enough, they used to. So if you are a grammar geek like I am, I found, and I put it in the show notes, a link to an online JSTOR article, and you can at least read the first page of it, even if you don't subscribe to JSTOR. And in this, the guy actually studies, okay, why did we lose the contractions for nosotros and vosotros, which I think is delightful that that exists. Well done, Mr. Joel Rini and Charlottesville. But anyways, going back to our story. Historically, in Old Spanish, you would say conusco for with us, con nosotros, and you would say convusco for con vosotros, with y'all. Sadly, that is no longer the case because, quite frankly, I love high low sound. Conusco, convusco, like, that's amazing. I'm really sad that they lost that. Anyways, another side note about vosotros. Be careful about using it because it really depends on who your speaker is, where they're from, if they will be receptive to vosotros or not. So, for example, when I was in Seville, Spain, they use vosotros all the time. All the time. I definitely regretted not paying more attention in my high school classes to the forms for vosotros because even though I hadn't used it that much in the US, in Spain, holy cow, did I need to use it. But on the flip side of that, when I've talked to my Mexican friends and I've tried to use the vosotros form, they look at me like I am crazy, like I have flipped my lid, like I am an ignoramus. So know your audience, it's important. And that is something that I would like to cover in a later podcast, is what countries, what Spanish-speaking countries, use vosotros and which ones don't. And some countries have vosotros, but it's not the same form as what you would find in countries like Spain, for example. So, keep your eyes open for that one. That's going to be really interesting. Anyways, let's go back to our con plus someone, or prepositional pronoun, so conmigo, contigo. So, some good examples of those is, ¿Quieres ir conmigo? Do you want to go with me? Simple enough, right? El no va contigo. He's not going with you. El no va contigo. Again, that one's pretty simple and straightforward. So then, looking at consigo, again, the one that's only used in reflexive. So one example sense of this would be siempre ella lleva consigo muchos libros. She always carries with herself many books, or you could say she always carries many books with her. The key to this sentence, though, is the idea of herself. She always carries with herself many books. Ella lleva consigo, that reflexive sense. She is doing it to herself. And remember, reflexive verbs are actions that you do to yourself, but it's not quite as simple as that in Spanish. Um, I mean, there's the straightforward ones, right? Like, she brushes her hair. So, you know, you're brushing your hair. You're doing this to yourself. But there are other cases where you will have a reflexive verb, and in English, maybe it doesn't make as much sense that you would do this reflexively. Case in point, ella lleva consigo. She always carries with herself. And you can pluralize this. Ellas llevan consigo. They bring with themselves. So you don't add an S to consigo. It's still it still looks singular, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But ellas lleven consigo, they bring with themselves, or they bring with them. And you could put libros, dinero, whatever you want. So ellas lleven consigo muchos libros. Ellas lleven consigo mucho dinero, right? They bring with themselves. And another example of it being used reflexively is to talk to yourself. 
which I'm sure we all have done. I know I have. Anyways, habla consigo mismo, he talks to himself. Habla consigo mismo, he talks to himself. All right, that's all for today. I hope that this little episode has helped you with contractions. If it hasn't, or if you still have questions, feel free to reach out to me at contact at languageanswers.com. Again, that's contact at languageanswers.com. I am happy to help you in your language journey. And if there are topics that you would like me to discuss or questions that aren't related to contractions, but are related to the Spanish language, go ahead and send them to me. I would love to hear your feedback. So again, if you've enjoyed this episode and you don't want to miss another, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast player and never miss an episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, also please click the like button. Any positive feedback I can get would be appreciated. And also leave a review, whether it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, wherever. Just let me know your thoughts and how you think it's going. As always, I have included the research resources in my show notes, so you can access them there, or if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll also be in the show notes and in the slides. Thank you so, so much for listening, watching, however you access this podcast episode. So, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Also, a quick shout out to a conference that's happening online this week, Thursday through Sunday, So it's called the Woman in Language Conference. If you haven't heard of it and you love, absolutely love learning languages, then I highly recommend you check it out. I will post a link to the information on the show notes. I'm also going to post a link and I've definitely Twittered it out and put it on my Facebook page and my LinkedIn page, all the above. Anyways, um, the Fluent Show. So Kirsten just did an episode where she had a whole bunch of ladies, not write in, but kind of talk in, I guess you could say. Anyways, um, about their experiences last year with the conference, which was its first time, so this is its second second year in a row, and then also about what our thoughts were on this year's conference and what we're looking forward to. So I was one of those guest speakers, really, really excited about this conference. I absolutely love it. So if you would like to learn more information, go ahead and check out the show notes or look at womaninlanguage.com and I will hopefully see you there. All right, hasta luego. Have a great two weeks, and we'll see you then.